Welcome. You're listening to the Bump Podcast, a place for believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. I'm your host, Bo Kennedy. Join us as we go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, Believers. This episode with Joel is absolutely incredible. I'm definitely going to have him back out on the show. Uh, We've already talked about it. I'm probably going to talk to him as soon as next week uh, to share more experiences. In this episode, he talks about uh, UFO sightings that he had. and Then he goes into what I can only describe as like an out-of-body experience where he uh, seemed to just fall through time and space and received a message from who he believes is God. Uh, it is absolutely incredible. Um, when, when he comes back from this experience that he had, um, something frightening goes on. You, you just have to listen to this episode. So I'll shut up, and you can go ahead and listen to it now. Thanks. I'll start off um, with introducing myself. My name is Joel Shavers. I'm from the Los Angeles area of California. I'm uh, 37 years of age, and um, I've had quite a number of uh, what I would call extraordinary experiences throughout my life. Um, I'll start off with the the five UFO experiences that I've had in the last eight years. So I believe the first one happened in 2012 um, on the 4th of July. We're having a small party get together at um, my mother-in-law's house. Um, Because I used to live in the back house, they had two houses on the property. So me and my wife and my son and daughter lived in the back house, and the parents and the two daughters lived in the front house. So we're having a small get-together party there for the 4th of July, and um, I come outside probably around 9, 15 or something like that, and me and my buddy's wife are standing there, um, and I think there was probably a couple kids in the front yard and then some adults in the back. And I look, so I'm facing southeast. So, yeah, I'm looking southeast and, like, probably, like, at my 10 o'clock position, and we see, a like, a big, big, big red light. Well, actually, it wasn't that big, but it was a, a fire, fire red light. And it, it, it appeared as if it was shooting towards us at a very rapid space, I mean, speed. And we're just staring, and I'm like, what the heck is that? So it stops. And then it, like, once it stops, it kind of gets brighter, and then it dims back down. And we're just, me and my wife's buddy are just sitting there looking. We're like, dude, is that a UFO? And we're just, you know, chatting amongst each other. And then the, 
well, yeah, the UFO, it, it moves from its position from like the 10 o'clock position to like the 2 o'clock position, but immediately it just like, like zips across the sky and then it probably drops down a couple of degrees and then does like a spin around to like the 4 o'clock position, the 5 o'clock position, and then shoots back to like the 8 o'clock position from where I'm standing facing southeast. And then it's just sitting there for a minute. And all this happens within about, I want to say about 20 seconds. And then we're watching it, and then it does the Star Trek thing. It just zips off and goes back the way it came from. And we're sitting there looking, and I'm like, what the heck just happened? Like, this, we couldn't have just saw this. And we're, like, looking around at everyone else. And everyone's just going amongst, you know, doing what they're doing. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know, I, I kind of I, I kind of forget about it and, you know, chalk it up to, you know, whatever. It That was the, a very weird experience, but I don't know what that was, you know. So that was that. And then I think, and uh, this was probably about within a year later, um, it was, I believe, in 2013, because my son was probably around 19 months or something like that at this point. Um, so I'm sitting in the living room watching a Laker game, and I believe my daughter's like nine at this time, or yeah, she's about nine at this time. So I'm sitting in the living room watching a Laker game, a preseason game. Um, I'll never forget this day. It's clear as day. Um, it was around 8.43. My daughter comes in. Um, it was a preseason game anyways, but it's around 8.43. My daughter comes in, and she's like, hey, Dad, um, come outside. I think there's a UFO in the sky. And, well, let, all right, let me let me backtrack. I've always taught my kids to look up. I don't know why I've always been that type of person. Every time I walk outside, you know, we're, we're staring in the sky and, you know, talking about what's going on above us. So it makes sense that my daughter would be aware of something like this. So she comes in and she's like, hey, dad, come outside. Um, there's a UFO in the sky. No, she said there's a star moving. And I was like, what? What do you mean there's a star moving? You know, like, I'm like stars can't move. I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, sure, okay. I'll be out there in a second. And I continue watching my game. And she comes back about a minute and a half later. She's like, dad come outside like there's a star moving so i'm like and i could tell by her demeanor she was absolutely serious and she wanted me out immediately so i'm like okay you know i don't i'm she's taking me away from my game so whatever i get up i go outside my wife my daughter my son and my um wife's nephew they're outside and my son and the nephew they're just playing around the the little guy dylan's like five and my son's, you know, it's like 18 months, 19 months, and it's me and my wife and my daughter, and we're staring up at the sky. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? So I look up, and I see a big, bright white light. This this story is actually extraordinary. So I see a uh, a bright light, but, like, th- this white light was so bright. Like, the stars, they kind of twinkle a bluish color. But this white light was very, 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 very bright. It was actually brighter than everything in the sky. But it appeared to be farther than where the stars were. And I'm looking and I'm staring up and I'm like, like what the hell? Like what the hell is this? So it's like this can't be real. So I tell my daughter, Hey baby, go grab my phone from the table. So she grabs my phone, she brings it out to me, and I'm staring up at the sky and I see this bright light and it's moving like slightly to the the north like the north of where we're standing at this point we're facing west um so i, I I'm, I'm staring and i'm like 
dude, this, this can't be true. Like, like, what the heck is this? And this is very creepy, but I'm going to explain it the way, I, the way I felt it, the way it happened to me. So it felt like it noticed that we noticed that it noticed that we noticed it. And I know that kind of doesn't make any sense to people, you know, for the most part, but if, if someone was there to experience what I'm saying, then they, would, they, would, they would get it. But anyways, it seems like it like it notices that we notices that it notices us, you know. And at that very moment that I felt that that it noticed all this, this bright white light starts shooting down to earth at a rapid speed. And I'm recording all this. And I'm facing up and I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, is this thing actually falling down to earth? And before I know it, boom, it's it's right in our face. Now when 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 this bright light when we seen it, it was a bright white light. But when it like shot down to us and was like bam right in front of us, it was a a white, a red, and a green light in a triangle shape with a black mass in the middle. And and I was thinking to myself, there's absolutely no way that I can be seeing what I'm seeing. Like you know, this is impossible. So I'm just staring, and it's probably about. How, how big the telephone poles are, maybe about three telephone poles stacked uh, on top of each other, like that high. It's not very high at all. It's like right above us, but it's not right over our house. It's our, like kind of in between our, our house and the neighbor's house behind us, but it's like right there. And it seemed as if it was scanning us and scanning the area. So at this point where I'm looking at a, a, at a triangle with a, a white, red, and a green light, and this thing probably – was maybe it wasn't very very big it maybe the size of a a small airplane or maybe like two two small airplanes put together it wasn't like extremely massive maybe like the size of a school bus or something like that it wasn't extremely big though so we're watching this thing move like you know over our house our neighbor's house um, the house behind us, and it, it's it's as if it's scanning us. And then it kind of like there's we have some big trees around there, kind of like drops behind the trees, and then comes back out the other side, like rotates over to the right, and comes back around towards us. And and we're just standing there looking at this. I'm recording this the whole time, um, and <laughs> I'll get into that after. But anyway, so I'm recording this the whole time, and we're just freaking out. I'm like, what the what the F's going on? I can't believe this. Like, really? In my lifetime, I see a UFO. Like, you know, th- this is insane. Where, where, I live in the middle of the city, you know. Um, and this, I believe this happened in the wintertime. So we're, we're watching it. It's kind of moving around. And then it kind of takes off to like what would be my, like, like my one o'clock, two o'clock angle. Um, probably around three or four hundred yards away. It starts like going away um, past the main street and then well, it's not a main street, but it, it kind of goes past the boulevard right there and then fades off into the school and behind the park. And then there were really big bushes right there. So we can't see it at that point. Um, and then me and my wife, we leave outside. I believe we might've grabbed my, me and my wife and my daughter and my son, we might've grabbed my son. I'm not sure, but we go outside and we walk to the corner to like the main street to see if we can see it and we can still see it it like floats to the right and it's scanning those houses or whatever. And then it kind of disappears in, in the park in Gertie's park. And, and that was the last we've seen of it. And then we come back in and we're just like, 
losing losing our stuff, like freaking out, like what the what the heck was this? You know, what did we did we really just see what we saw? And so that 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 was that one. That that, that was an extraordinary um, event that took place in my life because it made me realize that that all the stuff that I've been into my whole life as a youngster that something's going on and and something and something's true about this stuff because what we saw that day like i've seen a few other ones but that one i don't believe that was from here and and i'll explain this as best i could um like okay the the white the, the the lights the lights that this this um this object you know this craft were projecting were more brilliant than anything i've ever ever in my life seen in, in this human body on this planet. These, these lights were so, so vibrant and vivacious. They were, be- the, they were beautiful. The most beautiful red, um, red, green, and white light I've ever seen ever just by far. It, it was extraordinary. But another thing about this, this thing that I noticed and my wife even noticed this that, as well. Um, when, when we see things moving amongst our skies, you can tell that they're either pushing themselves are pulling themselves, but this thing moved as if it flowed like water. Um, if that makes any sense, like it, it moved as, as if gravity didn't exist. Um, it, it was pure, like the, within a mo- its movement. Um, and I know that's hard to explain. It's like, like how how could you say that? You know, that that it, it, it moved as if gravity didn't exist. But that that's just the way I. I I felt about it. it. It moved as if gravity didn't exist. So that was the second one. That was in 2013, I believe. Um, so about a year and a half later, and it's in winter time, and I think all of these things happened in winter. Actually, okay, so that happened. And then around um, Thanksgiving, a few months later, I, but I wasn't there for this episode. This was my wife's encounter. So we go to Apple Valley to my mother's house. My wife, my sisters, my family, we all meet up at my mother's house. She does this big cooking every year. So we all meet there. Um, We're hanging out. The guys are, you know, partying, you know, talking, gossiping amongst each other. And it's Black Friday, so the the women want to leave. So my sister, um, my niece, my two nieces, my daughter and my wife, they drive back to Norwalk, California, where we were living because my sister left her car there and they were going to go Black Friday shopping from there and then split off. So my wife calls me and she's freaking out. And I'm like, hey, what's going on, babe? And she's like, she's like, it's back, it's back, it's back. I'm like, what do you mean it's back? She's like, the, the triangle. I'm like, you got to be kidding. And she says that they pull up her mom, I, I don't know what happened. They, they pull up her, her sister comes out, they're talking, my sister, her sister, they're all talking the mom comes out and then the craft just zooms in like, you know, like out of nowhere, just like just comes in and it's like moving around more or less doing the same thing that it was doing before, like scanning. And then she said it does the Star Trek thing and just like, like, you know, powers up and just like, you know, like in a white light, just it's gone. So she calls me freaking out. Um, and telling me what's happening, and I'm just I'm just laughing because I'm like, you got to be kidding, and I don't want to say anything around the people around me at the party because you know, they're not going to believe me. That no one's going to believe this. So my niece gets on the phone and she's like, hey, uncle. She's like, what did I see? 
And I'm like, I don't know. What, what, what did you see? And she explains to me what my wife said. And she said, what was that? I told her, well, what do you think it is? And she's like, I'm like, it was, it was a triangle. It was a UFO. And I was like, well, then, you know, <laughs> I guess that's what you saw. You know, I, I wasn't there to see that. So let me go back now to where I was. Okay, so about a year and a half later from the, the triangle craft that I see, um, it's winter time. Me, my wife, my me, my wife, my son, my daughter, and my niece um, Daisy were. Every year we go to this uh, to Brea, in Brea, California, where they have all these these, these people in a, um, a kind of a, a wealthy neighborhood. Um, they they have the Christmas lights set up. And people from all the cities all around Southern California go there and walk throughout this community. It's like a big celebration, like a party thing, um, where they have the, the Christmas lights set up, this whole little community. It, it's beautiful out there. So it's extraordinary. So we go out there and we go to watch it. And we're there for maybe an hour and a half, two hours. And it's freezing. It's really, really cold this time of the year. Um, so, and we got my son. He, he's small still, you know, he's about three years old. So we're like, you know what? We're out of here. Um, we're going to leave. So we left, and he was tired of walking around, you know, getting fussy, you know, kids. So we, we leave. We take off. Um, this, this place was about 15 minutes, 20 minutes from where I live in Norwalk, California. So we're headed west down the 91 freeway. And we passed, I think, not, not Ave on the 91 freeway going west. We're probably 10 minutes away from our house. And we see a craft, a triangle. No, 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 like a boomerang shape. Um, not a triangle, like a boomerang shape. But this thing was massive. As far as – I was looking at the windshield. But as far as I could see out the windshield, it pretty much took up my whole view. And this thing was very, very low. It, it, okay, anyways, so we're, we're, going, we're going west. We, we look – I look in the sky – I see a big, I see four lights coming towards us, but like in the shape of a boomerang. And I'm like, what the heck is that? I'm like, babe, look, look, look. So my wife looks out the window. She's like, oh my goodness, it's going to hit us. And I'm like, no, 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 we're fine. Because I could tell it was a little bit higher. I mean, it wasn't like coming directly towards us down at the freeway. It was just like coming our way and banking to the right about the head out, uh, I guess that would be north. And it, it, this thing's massive. It's probably the biggest thing I've ever in my life seen. So I remember it a little bit different than my wife, but what I remember is four lights coming at us at an angle, turning, going right. And this, like I said, this thing's as low. I, I could like I, I could have thrown a baseball up and, and hit this thing. I probably couldn't throw that far, but it seemed that low. Um, it's massive. It's it, it, it's quiet, and I see the four lights on the, like, in the shape, as if it would be uh, five, like, you know, two, four, four on each side and then one on the tip. But I don't remember the tip one, but my wife said it was. Um, there was one on the tip. So we, we see this thing coming at us, and we're on the freeway, and but we can't hear anything. And like I said, this thing was right above us. So logic would dictate and make us think that if this thing was right over us, that someone would have been able to hear something, but we never heard anything. And like I said, this thing was massive, massive, massive. Um, it had to be a, I don't know, seven, eight city blocks long. It absolutely had to, because it was extremely big. And it, uh, 
it just like blocked out our whole windshield and it kind of turned right. And it's, it, it's not moving very fast at all. It kind of turns right and then just banks off to the right. And then we drive under it and we're looking back and we're, we're tripping out, losing our minds. And, and we go home and we talk, of, we talk about it and talk amongst each other. And, um, <laughs> that was that situation that like I'm thinking about it and it's, it's almost unreal to even, to even think that something like this would happen in the, in the middle of the city on the 91 freeway that this, this happened to us. Um, that, 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 that flight path that was coming from, I've never ever in my life seen any planes coming down the, the 91 freeway. I, I don't even think that that is a flight path. Um, it wasn't a plane. There, there's absolutely no way what we seen was a plane. And like I said, I've never ever. I've been living in Norwalk since I was eight. I'm 37. I've never ever seen any planes coming east or west down that flight path. That, that's just not a flight path of our city. The the planes are way more out to the north, or way more out to the south. They don't come that. They don't come that way through east to west that way. Um, so that was that. And then maybe. I can't remember recall how much longer later the other one happened, but it it couldn't have been too much longer later. This one was extremely weird. I don't, I don't know what it was, but so within like a year or so, um, my wife and I think my daughter were outside. Or no, my wife and my son were outside in the backyard, and who knows what they were doing? You know, they were doing something. And then I come out and I'm talking to my wife, and then I hear like a loud noise. Um, it sounded like a, a, like electricity, like like the sound of a generator or something. Not, not a generator. That that buzzing sound, it was like that, but it was really, really loud. And I'm looking up in the sky, and I could hear it, like, coming from behind me, like, off of my right shoulder. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And I'm kind of looking through the trees in the backyard. And... What what I saw, I, I think about this one quite often too, because this one it mesmerized me. What I saw was, it looked like energy. It, it was kind of translucent. Translucent. It, it was clear. It like on the Fourth of July. If you see, a, I don't know if people have ever seen like those those metal sparklers, like the way they like shimmer. It was like that, but translucent. But it was like energy. It, it. I don't exactly know how to explain what what that what that was. What I saw because I don't. We don't really have words to describe it. But that, that it, it looked like inner, like a mass of energy, sparkling, shimmering, and it was headed from like um kind of like from west to south, and it just went by. And this is probably around uh, six, between like six and seven in the evening. It was still light outside, but when the, when the sun's, you know, going, going down within like 20, 30 minutes, and I was just looking, I was like, what the heck? And my wife looks, and I'm like, what was that? And she's like, and she just looked at me, she said, I don't know, Joel. I, I have no idea. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. We go in the house, and you know that's that. We kind of wrap that one up, and then um, the last one happened 
um, on the Fourth of July, and this one was extraordinary as well because it was a it was a party at my buddy Josh's house, and there's probably between fifty to thirty five people at this party. Um, so I'm in La Mirada, California, about ten minutes from where I live in was living in Norwalk at that time, and um, we're having a Fourth of July party. And, you know, we're hanging out, doing whatever we're doing, you know, barbecuing, talking, you know, conversating, all that stuff, you know. And it's around 9 o'clock at night. Um, my buddy's house, it faces east. So we're – and there's a school across the street, a big adult school. So we're standing there, you know, popping fireworks in the streets. And then kind of everything's kind of simmering down, and we're just sitting there talking, you know, eating and barbecuing in the front yard. And all of a sudden in the sky in front of us, we see – a big, big, big red light. Like um, like if it's a full moon, how big the sun looks in the sky, like it's right there. It was like right there, like right in front of us, Um, maybe within 10 or 15 miles away, but like right there in the sky, huge, a big red light. And we're, and everyone's, it looked like, it looked like the sun actually. Like when the sun looks really reddish, oranges, you know, red, orange, it looked like that. Um, but it's nighttime, the sun would drop behind us on the west, so there's no way that that's, you know, it could be the sun. And then what it was doing was was just outlandish. So we, we look, we see this big red light. It disappears from its position where we naturally seen it at like a 12 o'clock. It disappears to like a 2 o'clock position. And when it disappears, it starts dropping what looks like liquid lava to the, like down towards the the ground towards you know earth but the before the the liquid lava would get too close down it would dissipate it would like evaporate and then the thing would move to a different position in the sky like to the 10 o'clock position and do the same thing and it probably went through this sequence about four or five times and then it just vanished it just disappeared and everyone uh, the way i remember it Everyone in the front yard were were just quiet in shock. And after it happened, there was like a few a few talks of, oh, what was that? Uh, you know, that was weird. And then everyone just went back to what they were doing and forgot about it, like as if it never happened. And, and that one's always bothered me to this day because I even talked to my auntie. My auntie was there. Um, we, I, we invited her to my buddy's house and. I even asked her, like, you remember, you know, what happened on the 4th of July, what we seen, you know? She's like, yeah, I remember. And I'm like, what was that? Like, she's like, I don't know. And then she just, like, leaves it as if, you know, whatever, it's over. And I'm sitting there looking at her. I'm like, you don't think about that? She's like, no. I'm like, we seen, like, a sun dropping like lava to the ground, disappearing its positions, and then the lava of evaporating. And you don't think... Like what, what was that? How would you, would you see how that happened? She's like, no, you know, it's over. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. And um, <laughs> that's a uh, that's the gist of the the UFO experiences that I had. Um, is is there anything else that you would like me to go into at this moment? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Man, those are some wild experiences, and believe me, if I was with you at that time, I would not have just let that go. Exactly, right? 
My gosh. Yeah, that's, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. Um, when I was a little boy, I was probably talking like 11, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I have – I felt like I saw – and it's been so long ago, and it was never discussed again. That it feels like I was just dreaming it or something, but it was um, a UFO sighting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a large craft kind of just hovering over the mountain. A uh, smaller craft comes up uh, at a much faster rate. The large craft is kind of hovering there. Yeah. Smaller one, smaller one comes up to it and comes up and meets it at the bottom, like to kind of connect. And mm-hmm. then I see, kind of like what you're describing, it was uh, like a flame, kind of just drifted down in, into the trees. And then the smaller one took off. Big one stayed there. I run in to get binoculars. By the time I can get any adult to hand me some binoculars, I run back out and everything's gone. Of course. So this, when you said dripping lava, that it just threw that thought into my mind. You know, mm-hmm. remember that. But my goodness, man. Yeah, and the and not to cut you off. Um, yeah. All right. So this, this dude, these these stories get so weird. Oh my goodness. Okay. So the the second one, the the black triangle one that I was telling you about. Um, oh man, I'm like my eyes are getting watery talking about this. <laughs> about a year, a year later, I reported that to to Linda Moden Howe. I sent mm-hmm. her an email. She called me back about two months later, um, and I didn't really get to talk to her. It was really brief. We were driving, going to Sam's Club to get diapers. My son's in the backyard, in the backseat, fussing, right. crying. He's crying. Um. And my wife's driving. She's irritated. He's crying. And she she asked me a few questions, and that was that because I sent her the video. And, you know, she asked me a few questions. That was that. So after I kind of, you know, all that stuff died down, I, a few years later I moved to Anaheim, and I'm ta- telling my buddies this story at work, and they're like, no, nah, th- there's no way that happened. I'm like, I got the video. I'll show you. And Oh my goodness. So, all right. So I showed them the video and they're like, well, the video really doesn't show that. I mean, they're like, we know that you're seeing something with your eyes that we can't see on the video because you can hear the shock in your voice. Like you're obviously disturbed. Everyone's freaking out. They're like, but, and and, and this is, I've I've always thought, I think that these, these, these crafts, they have an ability to affect our reality or at least our devices, because what we saw with our eyes and what my camera showed were two completely different things. They were not the same whatsoever. Um, I, I showed my buddies this video. So let me go back. So I was showing my buddies this video at work, and they were like, dude, that, that's weird. Um, they're like, there's something obviously there, but we, we can't. We, they're like, what you're telling us, that's not what we see on the camera. I'm like, I know, but I had the video. So it, it reminded me about all this. So I sent this video to Linda once again, and this is like three or four years later. The second time after I sent her that video, that video got removed from my phone. And I swear. Wow. That's the, that, the second time I sent her that video, it got removed from my phone. I, I would never, ever under any circumstances delete this video. Uh-huh. I don't, no, no, why would I? I, I don't have this video anymore. And it's not on my phone. That video was removed from my phone. Oh my gosh! I see. I yeah, mean, yeah. Being honest. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. About it, whatever these these crafts are, I think it has to affect 
you know, our, our technology, our, our cameras, maybe some kind of uh, EMF, you know, maybe yeah. something, mm-hmm. some kind of scramble it or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that, that incident right there, the one that you were just talking about in 2013, mm-hmm. um, as low as it was, you said it was about the size of a school bus, but a triangular shape. Yep. Did did that one make any sound, or was it completely silent? No, completely silent. I never heard anything, ever anything. Well, let me ask you a, a few quick questions, and this uh-huh. is just uh, – I, I just want your opinion. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, why do you think that they are different shapes and different different types of craft? Do you think these are like from different areas, or are they different – different species or races of these uh, are they aliens even are they you know what what do you think all this is um yeah pretty much what you just said um i've 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 been into this subject since i was a kid and 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 it's weird that all this stuff would happen to me um and we we, we've not scratched half of the surface of anything that happened to me we're going to get into some stuff throughout the time you know that we we conversate and we can have interviews but anyways go back to your question um i've been into this stuff since i was a kid and so i've done extensive research about this you know since i've been 9 10 11 watching sightings and you know all that stuff you know and i do believe that they are different races and different dimensional beings of existence. Um, and the reason I say that is because of an experience that I had, um, experience, well, meeting God, experiencing God. That that experience is just something whole within itself, a whole another can of worms. But I, I do believe that they are different um, energy beings and physically and physical beings in different crafts from different dimensional planes of existence. That's the only way that that's the only thing that I all right, from all the information I've retained within my physical vessel, that's the only conclusion that I can come up with that these things would have to be. Because in my cognitive way of processing in my brain, there's no other way to explain any of this. Yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, because you, you know, when I was a kid, I just thought, okay, uh, I always believed in it, and like you said, I, I always looked up. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I really believe the reason why this stuff happens to you is because you're open to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think most people, if they would just be open-minded and be ready to receive this kind of, you know, experience, that they would. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, when I was young, I just assumed, okay, just like Bigfoot was a, a monster out in the out in Washington State, and there was one of them. Uh, I felt like aliens were navigating these UFOs. They came from outer space. Didn't think yep. any deeper into it than that at all. Uh, mm-hmm. just, just super cool. I never gave a thought about, you know, the dynamics, you know, the yeah. and the logistics and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, because our, our brains don't process like that. And no. let me go. Let me go back to something you were just saying. This is the creepy thing about about this whole situation. Well, I've had weird experiences my whole life. I remember the first time I experienced um, I had a paranormal phenomenon happen to me. Um, I was about three. I, I can get into that in a second. But so when I started seeing these UFOs about two years before that, I got really deep into meditating and. Um, 
my whole life changed from that point. Um, I, I, I've just had so many um, <laughs> outlandish experiences since I, since I started meditating and, and um, I've been able to like tap into to energy. I, I know this stuff sounds like a lie. It sounds crazy. You know, I, I, like I said, I wouldn't believe someone if I didn't experience these things and someone told me, I wouldn't believe this stuff. I would be like, you know, there's something wrong with you. You know, you need to go see a doctor or talk to your wife or something because you're obviously losing it. But I have experienced these things. So, you know, now I know that when people say things, I have to believe what they say because right. even if I haven't experienced it, like dogmen, I've never seen a dogman. But I know one thing, I've had some demonic stuff happen to me, and I've seen UFOs. I've, seen, I've had ghosts that stuff happen to me. And if that stuff could happen to me and I didn't believe it, who am I to tell someone that they didn't see a Bigfoot or a dogman? Exactly. That, that's what I just told somebody the other day, almost verbatim. If I, can, yeah. if I can be in the camp of all these other weird things, unbelievable things, then how can I discredit a dogman encounter? Can't do it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, do, do, you, do you want to hear the, the experience with the God? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. So, I was about 22 when this happened. I was going to Dominguez Hill University in Carson, California. It's off of Victoria, and I think, oh, what was that other side street? It was Victoria and, and Aaron or something like that. So, I'm going to college out there. I'm majoring uh, in business management and psychology. So uh, I'm I'm catching the bus six o'clock in the morning, um, and coming home at like six seven in the evening. So I'm out hours all day. When I get home, it's dark. So I remember I I come home. I, I get home, and I had bunk beds in my room at that time. But I was the only one living in that room. My uncle was because my uncle used to live with us. I live with my mother at this point. Um, my uncle was on the road because he worked in a moving business, you know, moving furniture for higher-income, you know, families, whatever. So he's out on the road. So I come home from school. I'm on my bed, and I'm going over some math equations. And I had just lit up a cigarette. I mean, I liked the cigarette. I think I might have took two pulls off of it. And at that very moment, I was sucked out of my body. And I was... How I would explain this is, all right, so I was sucked out of my body, and I was shooting through space, like at warp speed, just, you know how when you when we watch the old Star Trek movies, and then we when we're shooting through, when they're shooting through space so fast, and you can see all the stars going by, you know, it's like, you know, like zooming by, um, so that was happening to me, but every star that I saw, every light source that I saw that shot by me was the total sum of any and every particular subject of, of knowledge. It, I was absorbing knowledge, basically. So every star I seen, let's say it was about water. It, it was water. It was everything about water. Let's say it was about love. It was everything about love. Um, it was about plastic. It was everything about plastic. It, absolutely, to, the, to the fine existence of the universe. It, it, every star I seen was the, the total sum of any and every particular subject but all of what that is, that subject was, or, or, or that, 
that thing was. It was all, everything about it. So I'm shooting through space, and I'm just absorbing all this information. And, and I freak out. Why I freak out, I don't know. But I, I knew that something very bad was about to happen. And at that very moment that I freaked out, I heard the universe erupt. And it said, grab control of yourself. And I knew what I heard was God. I knew – it's going to get weird. I knew what I heard was God. When it said grab control of yourself, the whole universe, like, vibrated, erupted. And I knew exactly what was telling me to grab control of myself. Now, it said – I heard in my head the, the audible words, grab control of yourself. But what I felt inside of me was something completely different. And now I understand why God communicates the way it does and what God actually is. So what I, what I heard was grab control, control of yourself. But what I felt inside of me was – Calm down, relax right now, this very instant, because if you don't, when you go back in your physical body, you're going to be considered what people would call insane because you've absorbed too much information at one particular time, and it's going to overload your physical form. That's exactly what I felt from what it said. It, all it said was grab control of yourself, but what I felt was something completely different, and I communicated back, okay, how do I do it? And it said, think of love. And the very moment I said, I love you, dear Jesus Christ, boom, I was put back into my body, like in a Zoom, just like I slammed back into my body. Wow. And when I, and when I realized that I was back in my body, that cigarette that I was holding in my, in my, between my fingers was burnt all the way to the butt. Wow, I that I would I think I would love to have that kind of experience. I don't know. It um, was the best experience of my life, and it happened. Um, to be. And, and not to interrupt you, um, I, I do want to I, I want to say this. Um, it, you know, people people talk about God. Like no one can tell me what God is. I don't believe in God. I know that God exists. There, there's a complete difference, you know, than me believing in God. Believing, belief, and faith would mean that 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 I'm looking for something outside of what I know to be a fact. And I don't. That's not how I deal with with God. I know. I know that it it, it exists. But what I always what I want people to to understand is if if they want to communicate with God, you do it emotionally. It, it, God. God didn't communicate. It didn't communicate with words. It, it was so much more. Um, God communicates with with emotional, vibrational frequency, um, energy. Um, it, 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 now it makes sense why God would be everywhere throughout existence and know everything and, and be able to talk to all these different beings throughout the universe um, because the way that the, that the communication is, you know, it's it's instantaneously and it's a vibrational frequency of energy. Um, and, and I just want to say that for, for people that, that are searching um, for, for the Father, it, you, you, you search. Well, me, for me, I, start, I found love, and, 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 and that's and the reason I – oh, God, dude, my life gets so weird. So my big thing now is love, love, love. The reason it's love, love, love is because that's what God showed me when, when I experienced what it was. It, it, it's, I said, how do I do that? It said, find love, think of love. 
And, and, and as soon as I caught that frequency of love, bam, back in my body. And, and when, and when the, when I experienced what God was like, as frightened as I was, because I knew something horrible was about to happen. I felt warm. Um, I got a big, a big hug around me, like holding me. And yeah, that was, that was an experience for the books. Let me tell you about some new gear that I found on Instagram. It's Squatch Survival Gear. A few years back, Squatch Survival Gear started taking packs that we made for special tactics units around the world and began offering them to the civilian world. So if you're looking for a rugged pack that you can trust not to fail when you need it the most, look no further. Squatch Survival Gear has a pack for you from the urban jungle to the deepest woods you can find. Their packs are made right here in the United States of America, and they mean every component of all of your packs are made in America. And like they said, that's as hard to find as a Bigfoot. So it's quality that you won't regret. Um, check out their website. It's SquatchSurvivalGear.com. You can find them on Instagram. That's where I found them at. Absolutely love their products. I'm, uh, I'm getting ready to load out the Rock Ape Pack. That's something else that's cool. Every one of their packs that they have is named after another type of uh, Bigfoot or hominid cryptid. You know, the, that, you, you just got to go check it out. Check it out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Also, go to HempBombs.com and use promo code BUMP20 to save 20% off site-wide on any CBD products that you might be interested in trying out or using. I'm a regular user of the uh, regular strength gummies. Um, you can get them in bottles of up to 100. That's the way I do it. I buy in bulk. It's cheaper. It saves me money. And when you use promo code BUMP20, it'll save you 20% off too. Uh, they have products for everybody. They have products for your pets. They have whatever you need, whatever in whatever way you like to use CBD, if it's in a lotion, if it's uh, a gummy, if it's the, the drops, you know, the straight oil, you can put it in your drink or whatever else. They have great flavors. You have peppermint. Um, they even have CBD lollipops, lip balm. You, you, know, you name it, they have it, and it all works. Um, like I said, I've used the gummies for over a year now, but I started trying out other products. My dog loves the pet treats. They're like a, I think they're like a peanut butter flavor or something. She loves them. Um, they don't taste like medicine to her or anything like that because she's a smart little dog. Uh, we tried the lotion. I put the lotion on my knees. Helps my arthritis. The gummies, you know, they'll help me with my arthritis pain. They help me get sound sleep. They help with my anxiety or whatever else. Uh, you know, they just, they work wonders. I can't say good enough stuff about them. I've turned a lot of people on to these gummies, um, friends and family. So please, if, if you're living a life of discomfort or you're not uh, in the right mindset, you have nothing to lose. You know, they even have, I believe they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Now, check and get on their website and check it out and make sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure it is. It's hempbombs.com. Use promo code BUMP, B-U-M-P, 20. And finally, to anybody who's listening in the southern West Virginia area, um, there's a yoga studio I want you guys to go check out. Give them your support. It's Logan Yoga Fitness. It's in Logan, West Virginia. Um, you can find them on Instagram for more details. 
They have different programs. They have yoga flow. They have a heated yoga. They also have yoga as a spiritual discipline to help get connected with Christ. And they also have bar yoga. Um, check them out. The instructors are Britta and Jay Pack. Uh, great people. I've, I've known Jay the majority of my life. and he, he just became a yoga instructor. And I can't wait to get down there. I did yoga years ago. It, it helped me tremendously. I'd like to get back into it. So I'll, I'll, I'll be going down there. So you, you'll run into me. We can catch up. We can talk Bigfoot. We can talk whatever you want to talk. Or we can just shut up and do some yoga and relax and just go with the flow. All right. So go check out Logan Yoga. Um, you can find them on Instagram. If you want to get more information, go to Yoga by Britta. Y-O-G-A-B-Y-B-R-I-T-T-A. And uh, she's the one that runs the studio. She owns the studio. So check out Yoga by Britta and go visit Logan Yoga and stretch out. Oh, almost forgot to mention my own products. Uh, go to the homepage of thebumppodcast.com. Scroll down. There's a merchandise section there for Redbubble and Teespring. I have tons of different uh, items to choose from with different logos, different designs. Uh, we have stuff for Bigfoot lovers. We have stuff for uh, just believers in general. Check it all out. Find something you like. Find something for a loved one for Christmas. Uh, just have fun. Check it out. And every purchase you make helps me out. So thanks again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm really glad that we got to talk because this has given a lot of confirmation to things that I've been wondering about, um, about, you know, high frequency, low frequency, and that, that God is like pure energy, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, yeah. That, that's, oh my goodness. Yeah. That, that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that, that explains how he's everywhere at all times and he's in us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. So, let me go back to to this energy thing before before I lose these thoughts. Why can you never lose them because they're always there? But yeah. um, when people are searching for God, when they are God, we all are God. God, you know how I said God was the whole universe? It was everything. It was everything. So of course God would be every everywhere. We. The way the the information was relayed to me, we are all a little spark of what God is, and all of us collectively makes what God is. Um, we we all have a little spark of its energy within us, a little bit of its essence, and it broke itself up into trillions and trillions and numbers of pieces that we could never begin to um, comprehend what our what our our human minds. And the reason it broke itself up in all of these um, situations is for it to grow, for God to grow. And that's that. If the Creator wanted to become more than what it is, there's only one way that it would do it. It would be to 
fragment itself into so many number of pieces to where it can be everywhere at all times and exist all things that could ever take place in any realm of reality and existence, and that's how God would grow. That's how I was shown what it what it is. I know that sounds crazy, but that's how I was. Yeah, that's what I was showed. So, how much of this were you able to retain? Do you think as all this, you know, the knowledge of the universe and Okay, that's a beautiful question you asked. Um, Since that day, I've never been the same. In that, oh, that's wow, that's weird. Since that day, I've become what people would call a nerd. Um, (laughs) This is my literally my life changed since that day. when I was younger, I was I was a little I was a, I was a little bit of a hard ass. Um, I you know I was I was no pushover young you know pushover kid. Um, I, I was growing and changing, but since that day, I've become um, a, what, what people would call a nerd. And what I mean by that is, um, the the three things that I love to do is spend time with my family, learn, like obsessively learn, um, and play golf. But learning, learning brings joy to me, and I wasn't like that before this happened. Um, I I know things that there's no way that I should know. I think that maybe meditating might have something to do with that because once I started getting deep into meditating, I started to learn how to feel people's energy. Um, it actually freaked me out at first. I prayed that it would go away, but it hasn't. It comes and goes, but I can feel people's emotions. Um, so it's like, you know, we could be sitting there having a conversation with someone, and they can't lie to me. Well, they can tell me whatever they want from their mouth, but I could feel their 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 heart, their energy. Um, yeah. So, and that's way purer than anything that anyone could ever tell you from the, from their mouth verbally. You know, so um, it, it it's changed everything about me. I I, I haven't been the same. I, I've I think I've grown into be a very beautiful person. And I will say, for the last for the last twelve years, I've been searching um, for for love for for what what love is. I've been, I've been searching for what love is, um, and I think I discovered exactly what love is. Well, I think I discovered exactly what love is. And it's it's amazing everything goes back to love, but I think I discovered exactly what love is about eight years ago and I've just been trying to, to focus it and refine it and, and make it become like um what I am. I, 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 I comment I commonly I tell people, you 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 you're you're trying to find love and I'm trying to become the very essence of what love is. So this is why we behave so different. Yes. You know, we're in a completely different um, realm of of reality and existence because you're still searching for what I'm trying to become and 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 it, it, I'm you know I'm not belittling anyone or, or saying that I'm better than anyone or or putting myself above anyone. If anything, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know anything at all. You know, I know that, and I know that from the information that I was showed by God. So I I know that, you know, but people are searching for love, and I'm trying to become that exact vibrational frequency of love. And it is the pure, from what I was shown from God, it is the purest 
everything that exists in this universal plane of existence. You know, there's people that say that uh, they have similar experiences with uh, DMT, but I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure we have to go that route. I think that, like you're saying, you're going through meditation and prayer to to have these things go on. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think the reason was that you got snatched up that that evening? Um, that this was shown. Had, had you been praying? Had you been meditating at that point, or was it just, hey, guess what? It's your time to figure some stuff out. You know. I think it was actually it could have been a combination, a combination of all of them. But what what I think happened? Okay, I'm gonna rewind a little bit and get into some paranormal stuff. So about a year. Okay, well let me ask you. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question first. I think it was because of what I was doing previous within the, the years, within the, the two years leading up to that point, that I was probably going to end up going down a direction in my life that was going to affect my spiritual growth and path of where I'm going to be going when I exit when I exit this physical body and go back to source. Um, I know that's a little bit much, but that, that's, that's how I'm going to answer that question. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. So about two years leading up to this, I my buddy one day calls me. Um, there's an there's an insane asylum, an abandoned uh, abandoned insane asylum, um, not far from where I live. Maybe it was about seven eight minutes away in Downey, California. I lived in Norwalk. So my buddy calls me and he's like, Hey, let's go to this insane asylum. Um, and I'm like, Okay, sure. So we grab a couple of friends and we go there. Um, I've been to this place a number of times, but the first time we go. And this is going to sound so cliche and weird, but I'm going to tell it the way I experienced it. So it's me, my buddy, his girlfriend, and her friend, and my other buddy, and some guy that I didn't know. Uh, his name was uh, Louis, or Luis. So we're walking through the uh, – well, well we, all right, so this, this this place is like an abandoned hospital. It's massive. It's like a little city, um, and it, the place is all boarded up, and you know, all the electricity's on, and it it, it it looks like something out of a movie. So we, we break in there, and we're walking through there, and then I hear like something like 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 moaning or crying, and I kind of stop, and then everyone kind of stops, and I'm like, I look around like at them, and then everyone kind of looks, we kind of acknowledge that we heard something, like but, but no one says anything at them. Okay, whatever. So we keep walking. You know, we're going through this building. There's trash everywhere. It, you know, do you know what this place looks like? It looked like like someone. It looked like it looked like the end of the world was coming, and everyone dropped everything that they were doing and left. So there was stuff everywhere. Million dollar machines laying around. Vials uh, of blood. Uh, pictures, whatever experience, experience, uh, experiences that they were doing on people, it, there was stuff everywhere. Um, but anyway, so we're walking through this place, 
And then I hear something again, and I'm like, what the heck is that noise? And it sounded like, 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 ooh, like, you know, and I was like, what the hell? Like, what's going on here? So, like, I kind of stop and look at everyone, and everyone, like, looks again, like, like, man, we heard something. So we keep, we keep going again. We're, we're walking through the building. And at this point, we're probably about 200 yards in this building. And then... I hear like a woman like clearly like moaning and crying, like sobbing. And I asked my I stopped dead in my steps. I said, You guys heard that right? And then everyone's like like, Yeah. And I'm like and I asked my buddy's girl, what sound did it make? And she made that sound like Ooh. and I took off running, and I left everyone. So I'm like, I'm out of here, you know, you guys can deal with this. Peace. So I, I you know, and I'm athletic, you know, it's all heck. I so I I get out of there quick. Um, we go back a few weeks later with another group of people. Um, seen pretty much ghosts walking through the courtyard, three men in, in white, like, robes and face masks. Um, we go back about a week later. <laughs> I can't even believe that this happened. I can't even believe I'm going to say this. We go back. And what I'm getting to is I think I, I was attaching some energy to me that shouldn't have been there. So so anyways, we go back about a week later, and we're driving in the car, me and my buddy and his girlfriend. We're driving by this window, by one of these windows, like when you walk up to one of the units, and there, there's a big uh, metal doors with the two glass doors in front of it. And there's a, like a, a file cabinet in front of the door. Light, lights on, you could tell, you know, building ran down, you know, cra- crazy. And then I look. And there, like, I, I look at that window and there's nothing there. And then I talk back, I turn back to my buddy, and the car starts idling, like, like you know, the the it's it's idling, like like revving or something. I'm like, what the heck's going on? I'm like, what's going on, going on with the car, Josh? He's like, I don't know. I look back to my right, I see right there in that window, a woman in like a white gown with long black hair looking down, like, facing the ground. And I turn back. I'm like, Josh, look, look. I turn, like, to point, like, like Josh, you know, tap on the shoulder. Look, look, look. I'm in the back seat. When I turn back, the woman's gone. And the car is like, whoa. Like, it's a lot. It's idling. Like, and my buddy's like, dude, did you really see a woman? I'm like, yeah. He's like, the car's messing up. The car's messing up. So we get out of there. Um, my buddy took some girl there. She had a demon attached to her, had to have an exorcism happen at the Catholic Church in the Norwalk Town Square. Um, I seen that with my own eyes. She was talking in tongues. We're going to church. Um, The girl, Valerie, flips out, starts speaking. This girl's like 4'10", you know, at the tallest, 4'10". She's speaking in tongues. Um, there's like four or five guys, five guys holding her down. She sounds like a demon. Um, the priest comes, blessed her. She faints, passes out. They take her. Um, I see her a few weeks later. She doesn't remember any of this stuff that happened. That, that, that happens. Then 
I'm at my house one day, and I'm, I'm leading up to, to go back to your question. So I'm at my – Dan, I'm at my – this is about two, three months later. I'm at my house one day. I go to sleep. I, I used to always sleep on my stomach. Um, I'm sleeping with my head facing my closet. I always kept my closet closed. I don't know why. It's just I've been like that since I was a kid. Um, I'm sleeping my, with my closet, facing my closet. My door's closed. I know that. You know, I close my door. I wake up out of my sleep. I'm dreaming. I, I wake up out of the middle, of, dead out of the middle of the sleep. And I wake up because I heard, and I, I heard, like, now I know what it was. It was God. I heard it tell me, wake up now. As soon as I open my eyes, my closet door is cracked about three inches. <laughs> my closet door is cracked about three inches. There are fire red glowing eyes in the closet looking out at me. The eyes were glowing so bright. You know how that, like, the common um, perception that we have in our mind of what the devil looks like? I could see that outline glowing from the eyes. I could see that. I, I don't know if it was the devil or a demon, but it's in my closet. I could see it. The, the the outline of it, the evilness, the, all of it. I can see it from the glow of the eyes. I close my eyes and I pray. I say, dear God, Jesus, please don't let this happen to me right now. The very moment I did that, my room felt warm. I opened my eyes. The closet door was shut. I didn't make this up. This happened to me. This happened. There's no way around that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. This happened. So shortly after that is when I had this experience with God, and I think that God grabbed me because it knew that I was going to end up affecting my energy in a way that was going to affect me when I leave this physical form, that that something bad was going to happen. I think that's why all this stuff started happening at it, it, yeah, it changed my life um, completely. I actually had a demon try to get into me a few years later. Wow. Are you, are you and, comfortable talking about that? Oh, I could talk about everything. Um, I have no no problem. Okay, so I'll tell you that story. Um, I think I was around 24, 25 when this happened. So I move out of my mom's house. I'm living by myself with my buddy. Um, in Lakewood, California, for like a year, um, and then my wife, well, she's my wife now, but back then she was my my the child of my mother. I mean, my my child of my 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 daughter, the mother of my daughter. What the heck? So, um, she's like, you know, move in with me, et cetera. So I move in with her. Um, we're living at this place for about a year, and then we move to another place, um, about a block away. So one day she's like, hey, let's go to a Dodger game. Um. I think no, actually, my buddy Corday, I believe, had tickets. He had four tickets. And he had nobody to go with. This is my this is this is my sister's ex-husband. Um, he calls me. He's like, "Hey, let's go to a Dodger game." I'm like, "Oh, sure, whatever." You know. Um, he's like, "Yeah, you know, bring the wife and you know your daughter." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So we go to the Dodger game. You know, hang out. Um, you know, I think I had like a beer or two. Um, you know, we, we relaxed. You know, watched the game. Drop him off. We go home. So we go to our apartment, and um, I 
when you walk in, I had a really big room. When you walk into my room, as soon as you come in the door to the left, there's a big sliding glass closet, there's two sliding glass closet doors. And then I had a, a cow king in the middle of the room. And my daughter slept closest to the, the room door. Um, my wife was in the middle, and I slept on the, the far left end by the, by the window. You know, naturally, you know, men do stuff like that, which is weird. Now I, I see, but I don't know why I chose that position to sleep in that spot, you know, in the beginning. But anyway, so um, we come home where we're exhausted, we're tired, and we're laying there in the room. My wife, she, she'll fall asleep in 15 seconds, you know, flat. She's done. She's snoring. My daughter's sleep. Um, I've always had problems with sleeping because the way my brain processes, like, it just thinks, 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 thinks. So I'm laying there. And I, like I said, I always slept on my stomach. I think I said that earlier. So I'm laying there on my stomach, um, just, you know, laying there, you know, trying to give my body time to mellow down. And you know how your eyes adjust to the dark after five, ten minutes? Um, that happens. But I'm, in, I'm laying there for probably like 25, 30 minutes. And, and I'm facing, my head's facing to the right towards the closet in the door. And I'm just laying there, and then I noticed my room got very, 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 very cold, like freezing. I was like, well, what the heck? Because it was a summer night. It was hot that night. It was actually irritating that night. I think that's why I couldn't sleep. So I'm, I'm, I'm laying there, and the room gets extremely cold, and then I see like a darkness coming from my right, over my right shoulder towards the door, and that darkness <laughs> – it's kind of like a movie now, like every time I think about it, that darkness was slowly ascending towards my bed. And then within an instant, that darkness was on my back. And what I felt, oh, God. All right. It felt like it was, like it was trying to get inside of me and put itself in me to hide itself there. I was, my, my wife is laying next to me. She's in the middle. She, she's no, no farther than two inches away from me. I can't move. I'm trying to, to move my arm to grab her, to have her help me. I, I don't know why. She, she probably couldn't do anything. But, of course, you know, I'm trying to grab someone. And she's, her, I, could, I could feel her aura next to my, hand, my, my, my right hand. It was, she was that close, but I couldn't get her. And I couldn't move, and that thing was trying to get inside of me, and I was struggling with my soul to keep my soul in my body before it pushed itself in and got me out. I know this sounds insane, but this is what this is what was taking place. And at the very moment, I said, Jesus Christ, please don't let this happen to me. That thing evaporated and was poof, gone. And I grabbed my wife so hard because I was struggling trying to get her. I grabbed her so hard, I almost broke her arm. She, and she wakes up out of her sleep. She what the hell is going on with you? What's your fucking problem? You know, excuse my language. She, what's your problem? Blah, blah, blah. It's like it was trying to get me. It was trying to get me. And she's like, what do you mean it was trying to get me? I was like, the demon. It was trying to get it to me. She's like, what, what, what are you talking about? And, you know, so that happens. Um, we find out about four to six months later that a lady died in that exact room of that apartment where we were living. 
before we moved in. The lady who moved, who lived there before us died in that room. Um, other than that, I only had weird one one weird experience at that place. Um, I come home one time, me and my wife. Excuse me, I forgot what we were doing, what we were out doing. But we come home, and you know we're we're you know kissing each other, getting intimate, whatever. And then it's a hot summer day. There's no wind. And then the window starts vibrating, like violently, like like shaking. And I, I, you know, I stop with, you know, what I was doing with my wife, and I go up and I touch the window. And I'm like, I'm looking back at her, I'm like, are you seeing this? And the window is just, it, the window is vibrating like, um, like plastic would be moving in the wind. And on a hot summer day, and that was that was just crazy. And, but that happened after I had that experience with, with the demon trying to get into me. Um, and, yeah, that, that was the, the two experiences, the, the weird things that happened at that particular place. Do you think that woman um, that had passed away, do you think that she was connected to that, that evil, that demonic presence that was attacking you that night? Or uh, I do. I do. Yeah, um, because from what I when I heard, um, people in the apartment said that she was like a a witch or something along those lines. That she she did weird stuff in her in her apartment. Um, and at that time, I wasn't being too pure within myself and my existence of the way that I should be conducting my soul. Right. Um, so I think that it attached onto the negativity that was taking place within the environment of my household with me and my wife. And of course it's going to come after me because I'm what it doesn't like. Right. And right. I do, I do believe that she had something to do with it. Wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and there's there's more that like uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you a couple of other stories that happened. <laughs> Dude, this, this is insane. I, I can't even believe that that this stuff was happening. We've we've called the cops over this, but okay. So, um, fast forward from this from what I was just telling you when when we were living in Bellflower, California, in the apartments uh, three four years later. This is when I'm living at my mother-in-law's house in Norwalk, in the back house. Um, so we moved to the back house. For like the first year or two, we had a big room in the back, but we never slept in that room. We never went in that room, really. We used it as a storage room. So we like used our living room. We, our, we, had, a, we had a bathroom. We had a, like a kitchen area. We had a, our living room. Our living room was our bedroom. We had a big bedroom, but we didn't sleep in there because the energy just felt off about this place. Okay, so um, every night, <laughs> and this happened for about a, a year. Every night, we would hear like something run across our our roof, like running across our roof, like, and it was bipedal. It was every night. It happened so often we called the police to come out and they're like there's no one around here there's there's nothing going on but every night 
we would hear like running across our running across our roof like 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 it was a child like something four years old you know like weird stuff um one night and like i said we slept we slept in the living room we didn't we didn't sleep in the room so one night we're laying on the floor me and my wife were dead asleep um i have two little dogs in my backyard her mom's house is about 20 25 feet away from where our house is um i have a a back gate that kind of squeaks like if someone came in the gate we would have heard them and i i'm the lightest sleeper ever you look at me the wrong way i'm probably gonna wake up so we're dead asleep and we hear on our back door boom 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 right away we both to attention you know get up bam and i look and i'm like you heard that she's like yeah and just like that quick i explained to you you heard that she's like yeah I, I go to the door. I open the door. There's no one there. If someone would have came through my back gate to come knock at my door, we would have heard the gate open. Before the gate would even open, the dogs would have been barking as soon as they walked through our side of our driveway to come towards our back of our house. Our dogs would have been barking. It wasn't her mom because the mom's door was locked, and, and there's no way her mom could have banged on our door. I wake up. And then her go into her house and me not hear her shut her door because to this day, she still has a, one of those heavy old doors. So when that door shuts and the way the doorknob is, it's like, doom, like, you know, it's loud. So it wasn't them. There's absolutely no way it was them. But something banged on the door. I, I jump up. I go to the door. There's nothing there. Um, we, we, we're hearing running across our roof all, all, all the time. We have weird energy in our bedroom, and none of this stuff went away into into I sage this place. None of this stuff ha- none of this stuff went away until I started meditating, and I started to find find my my, my God within myself, and um then then this stuff started going away. Um, I remember for about a week and a half, uh, you probably heard about the loud booms. We, me and my wife, we 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 heard the loud booms every night for about a week and a half. One time, um. The boom was so loud that I ran outside to catch it, and her cousin came outside and was like, what the heck was that? It was an explosion, and I was like, so you heard it? He's like, yeah, what happened? And I kind of knew about the booms at this point because I started doing research after they first started happening, and I was like, he's like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know, you know, because I don't want to tell him, you know, he's very religious and just don't want to deal with that conversation, you know, because it's a different form of, you know, beliefs. And, and I'm just like, dude, what the heck is going on in my in my world, in my reality? I'm seeing UFOs. I'm hearing loud booms. I got something running across my roof. Um, I seen a, I believe, but see, I think this was her auntie, her aunt who had died. I seen her aunt walk from the mother's room um, through the hallway in the, going towards the living room. I'm walking up to the back door to go in the house and get some food because her mother had cooked. I got my son with me. He's he's little at this point. I'm walking up to the door, and I see a woman leave out of the mom. There's about 10 feet in front of me. I see a woman leave out the mom's room, cross through the hallway where I'm looking straight through, and go to the right into the living room. I got my son, walked right back in the house, and <laughs> locked the door. But yeah, I've had some 
some some pretty strange experiences happened throughout my life. Yeah, well, it sounds like a blessing, honestly. You know, I, it, except for the demonic parts, of course. You know, I, I, I that's the stuff that freaks me out. But I think it is it's wonderful to get to experience more than the average person gets to experience. You know, most people go through life without ever even getting to question right. this kind of stuff. You know, and it's a blessing opposed yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell me about it and. I'll, t- I'll tell you another story real quick. Um, <laughs> this one boggles me too. Okay, so this is where I live right now in Anaheim, and this happened uh, maybe four years ago. Um, all right, so I, I got really deep into meditating um, and just finding my my center of myself and you know finding finding love and you know just being one with with, with within um, the construct of, of of my thoughts, you know. Um, so one day I'm getting ready to leave with my wife and my kids. Um, they're, they're in the car waiting. So how, how this setup is, when I walk out my my back kitchen door, like my front door, I have a back uh, driveway where my wife parks in the back back gate. So when I walk out the door and I take about three steps to the right, then it opens up to the driveway and my wife's car is parked right there. And then I got to walk, maybe take like seven or eight steps past her car and then go around to the right side to get in the passenger side. So I walk out the door. I'll never forget the day. It was about four, I know it was about 540 something in the evening. I, I walk out the door. I take a couple of steps to the right. I look up. There's a gate in front of me, a brick wall that's from the neighbor's house. Um, I look up. I take a step. And I step into a different dimension. Um, I I didn't step into it, but I seen it. And I stopped dead in my steps. And what I seen uh, was probably the most beautiful place that I've ever seen ever. Um, the colors, uh, they were purple, blue, violet. Um, I was on the top of a hill, but I was clearly looking into a different dimension. But I was like on the top of a hill... Um, I seen animals like in the far out distance. There was some some beings, some spiritual beings that were there. I I could see this whole thing happening. Um, and I'm just stuck and just staring. And then my wife honks the horn, and then bam, it vanishes. It goes away. Then I go get in the car. That sounds beautiful. Do you think that's what people? Um... Did it remind you of like the description of heaven that people that have near death experiences talk about? It it could have easily been. It it very, very well could have easily been. Um I never actually I, I never thought of that. Have you had a near death experience at any point in your life? Like as even as a little child or anything like that? No, not 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 like that. Um I've had some weird things happen, um, like car accidents where time slows down. Right. Um, stuff of that sort, um, but no, not not like not any near death experiences, no. Because you know, a, a lot of these things that you're getting to witness, it sounds like people that have had that opportunity to cross over and then come back to share their their experiences. So yeah, and it, it's beautiful though. I I love hearing it. Man. Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> do. I do have one question for you. Okay, you, go ahead. You said that uh, you think you might have 
and figured it out, and I want to know uh, what is love. It is the unequivocal, unequivocally feeling that you would do absolutely anything to protect that connection that you have with that particular um, existence um, that you have that connection with. I love it. Yeah, absolutely anything to to protect and to hold that to hold that connection. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. You know, um, but a lot of people think that it, it has to do with relationship stuff. It that has nothing to do with anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, that's not what it is. Yeah. At least from from my understanding of um the things that have transpired throughout my time. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. That's wonderful. You know, I I talked to my wife before. I I was supposed to give a a speech at a, at a wedding. You know, I was I was best man at a wedding a couple of years ago, and I was supposed to give mm-hmm. a speech and. You know, things kind of, I don't know, it kind of like you got rushed or something. I didn't get to get up there and give my speech, but it was it was kind of about like, it was about love, you know. And I, it was real short and sweet, but I was going to tell my wife, you know, you always hear people say, you know, I would die for you. I would die for you. And well, dying the, the easy part. You know, the hard part yeah. is, is, the easy part, the hard part is living for somebody. Exactly. To spend every day of your life dedicating it to to being the person that they need, you know, to put yourself after them. Um, yeah. yeah that, exactly. That, that dedication, you know, that that to me is love and that that's that's living for somebody. It's a lot harder than dying for somebody, you know, so Yeah. Um and, and I'm glad you brought that up as a matter of fact. Um I, I've 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 told people too tons of times throughout my time. Um well, where they say, they, they, you know, people say, oh, I love you or I love them. And I tell them, you should be more careful of the things you say that you don't know of. And I would always be like, like, what do you mean? And then I would tell them because from what I was shown by God, love is unconditional. Not letting the the things that take place in your environment affect how you feel about what you have that connection with. And then they're like, well, what do you mean by that? And I would tell them, okay, if I stabbed you in the stomach right now, would you love me after? And they would be like, no, of course not. Like, you stabbed me. You're crazy. And then I would be like, well, if I stabbed my son in the stomach right now, he would still love me. He would probably be pissed off and confused about why I did what I did with him, but he wouldn't automatically change the way he felt about me previously leading up to that point because he's not been corrupted by society. And, and, and brainwashing to thoughts that aren't of, of his own, you know, existence. Um, and they're like, and they're like, well, well, why would you feel that way? And it's just like, well, it, it's simple, you know, because it, it, it actually it, it describes these things in the in the old book in the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. When when God's talking about unconditional love, not letting um, the conditions of your environment have an effect on what you feel in your heart and how you go about displaying your emotions. You know, the the book talks of of the unconditional love aspect, um, and and I always go back to that. Um, you know, that's like like when you ask me what, what what is it? You know, it it's it it's doing absolutely anything to protect that connection that you have with that particular subject, um, and and keep that connection. Um, that, that you know, it, it's that's that unconditional love. You know, it. it 
it's it's hard for people to understand unconditional love unless they're able to do what you were just saying, living for someone, you know, stepping outside of your own selfish desires and being able to have such a deep um, um, concern about something that is outside of yourself. You know, that, that's, that's where that, that's when the love starts to develop, at least in my opinion and everything I've learned up to this point and what I've been showed by forces far greater than what I am in this physical form of existence. I think you nailed it, man. <laughs> I try. I, I absolutely love talking to you. Uh, this, it's been a great conversation. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've been left at a loss for words a couple of times. You know, there, there are some extraordinary experiences, but I believe that you've experienced everything you're talking about. You know, that, there hasn't been a, a seed of doubt as far as I'm concerned about everything, you know, from your, your UFO experiences to, you know, your your communication with God. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a very blessed life, and I really appreciate you for sharing it with me. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I appreciate you, uh, you saying that because it, it's not often that we get, that I get to tell these stories to someone and have them take it um, as it is um, and left it. It's within our community, you know, the, you know, people like us, you know, um, you know, ones who are, who are searching. Um, most of it, I, I've not told these stories to many people. And I appreciate you saying what you said that um that that you appreciate the stories, the experiences that I'm um relating to you. Uh that 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 that, that to me means the world to me. And um yeah, I actually I have some other stuff that I'll talk to you about, but I would prefer to do that off air. Um for for specific reasons we'll we'll get into that when we communicate about that. Um some extraordinary stories too. But, <laughs> yeah, the probably the most craziest thing that ever happened to me, but I do appreciate you um talking with me about this and uh and just going through all this with me and giving me an and um an outlet to, you know, to tell what some of the things, you know, the stories and the things that have uh, transpired and took place in my life. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, you got my cell phone number, so just text me anytime. Um, Absolutely. I know our schedules are a little, little different. Uh-huh. But, yeah, uh, I'll catch up with you. I'll, I'll holler back at you as soon as I get an opportunity. But okay. yeah, anything, anything you want to share with me? Um, yeah, if you, uh, if you have Facebook or whatever, add me on Facebook. I'll, I'll be easy to get a hold of. I, I want to stay in touch with you, Joe. Absolutely. Uh, well, I have your number saved. <laughs> Good um, deal. Yeah. I, I I don't have social media. <clears throat> and the re- I said, yeah, I don't have any social media. Yeah, and the reason I don't is because um, if if I'm focusing, I mean, people can easily get wrapped up in that stuff, and it could have a negative um, a negative. Um, it, it could it could affect your life negatively. Um, if you're not careful of what you're doing and how you're going about it, and uh, I'm, I mean, like I, 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 I love learning, and I, I, you know, I gotta pick, I gotta pick my poison. You know, I, I don't have enough time to be on, 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 online, getting wrapped up in other stuff that I shouldn't be getting my attention to. So that's why I don't have social media. Hey, I can appreciate that. I respect that 100. <laughs> percent 
Yeah, but that's just my personal opinion, you know. Um, everyone's different, you know. It, of course, you you know, you and others would have it because of the way you guys conduct your business and your connections and things like that. I mean, I get that too, you know. I'm gonna have to create something at some point, but not right now. Right. Yep. It, fight that evil as long as you can, because exactly, not much good that comes out of it. So. Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. But I I do appreciate talking with you. I got your number. I will be contacting you soon. Um, to give you some more stories, because I still I have other stories and stuff to tell you, but yeah, um, I'll be contacting you. Absolutely, thank you so much. Thank you too, brother. You have a um, good day and enjoy the rest of your evening. I, I will do. Thank you. All right. All right, God bless. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, please continue to do like you have been and give me a five star rating or review if you listen to it on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it at. I really appreciate it. it. It's helping a lot. I'm moving up in the ratings under the, uh, the category that I'm in. I wanted to remind you guys, the website is open and running. It is the bump Um, on that website, we have links to each episode. Uh, if you click on that, it'll, it'll take you over to my anchor.fm account. So don't worry if it takes you to a new, a new site. It's not anything sketchy. It's just that's just where the episodes are at to listen to. You can listen to uh, this current episode and all past episodes there. Also, you'll get to see the graphic art that I've made for each episode that I've done since the beginning that most people don't even get to see. <laughs> um, on Anchor, there is a listener support button. I'd really appreciate it um, if you guys want to sign up. You know, it's kind of like a uh, a membership. Everything's staying free on the you know, on the podcast up to this point, but you know, all the support I could get, I really appreciate it. Um, it's just a recurring payment. It's like a $1, $5 a month, something like that. I think you could choose levels even, but the best support I can get is word of mouth. So please keep telling your family and friends about the show. Uh, it's really growing. It's doing great. I really appreciate it. If you would like some merchandise, we have links also on the bump podcast bumppodcast.com uh, at the bottom of the homepage there are links to Redbubble and Teespring I got tons of merch lots of different designs get on there check it out scroll through um, find something you like it's the holiday season you know Christmas is coming maybe you want to buy something for somebody maybe you want to treat yourself you can do so um, social media I have Facebook Twitter Parler and Instagram all of them with the bump podcast. So whatever platform you like to socialize on, holler at me. I got memes on there. I'll, I'll post some, some little inside stuff that I don't talk about on the show necessarily. Just uh, a good way for us to communicate and know each other a little bit better. Um, I'm going to wrap this episode up, but before I go, I want to play um, a song. Uh, my dad, Kip, you guys have heard him on past episodes a few times, and hopefully he's going to be a co-host every once in a while with me. But my dad's always been a musician, and he came up last night for dinner and brought a flash drive with him that had some old music. that It's, a, it's his original songs that he wrote and recorded 30 years ago. Uh, they're great songs. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to play one this week, and I'll probably add one you know, throughout the next several weeks um tons of fun 
lots of synthesizer in it because it's late 80s, early 90s. Uh, he's a really talented man. And I just wanted to share it with you guys uh, just for something fun. Um, if you like it, let me know. There's plenty of content. He's got several songs I could share. Uh, he's, he's Like I said, he's still in a band. So we can play some of his more current music. It's just a way for you guys to get to know us better. You know, I'm not very musically gifted. So there's not much else I can show you on, on radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'll, I'll let dad handle the, the talent section. And I'll just, I'll just play his music. But I'll shut up. I'll let it play. I hope you like it. Thanks again for listening. Thank you. 